Camera speed. Sound production, take one. Action! A faded professional wrestler must retire, but he finds his quest for a new life outside the ring a dispiriting struggle. Join us this week on the Simi Social Movie Club while we take a deep dive ram jam off the top rope while talking about Darren Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Hey man, you want to watch a movie? How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Simi Social Movie Club. Welcome back to another episode with us. As always, I'm your host, Cody Wilson, joined alongside the Velociraptor Wrangler, the top rope diving expert himself, AJ. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, bud. Uh, God damn it. I wait every week for these uh, these new titles <laughs> I've received, so thank you for that. How are you doing, bud? I'm good, brother. I am good. You know, right now, it is a Saturday that we're recording. It's a different little day for us, so the weekend has started. We got some brews in the hands. It's uh, It feels nice right we now. We do, man. man. I've been, like I said, I've been on this kick for a minute, like this 75-day thing, no sugar, no alcohol, but yeah. I only allot myself a little one beer when I'm podcasting. Turns out when you cut down drinking from a lot to barely at all, oh, it, it makes hard. a big difference, bud. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I had a podcast before this, so uh, I may be a little toasty for this one. I think it's hilarious. So yeah. the other day- we, I made him take a walk around the block for me so oh, I could God, reset. Oh, God. It was- <laughs> I found out how out of shape I am. Yeah, Cody's like, God damn, this fucking neighborhood is so full of hills. <laughs> I was oh, like, it was, it's just it was a rough. block, dude. <laughs> but, uh, so I think it's hilarious, though, that because you said that, of like, when you haven't had it, it hits you a lot harder. Yeah. So I haven't had beer in a month and a half, two months. Yeah. And because the last time we were doing stuff, I didn't have a beer. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, okay, uh, so I went and bought a six-pack the other night, did a create a six, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to try some stuff I haven't tried. Well, the only thing I've been drinking is whiskey, so I guess my body got so accustomed to just be like, oh, you know, it's a glass of whiskey or a whiskey diet, here we go, that like, dude, I had three beers, and my body went, go to fucking hell, you're not <laughs> right. getting off this it couch, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I just sat there and watched movies, man. Hell yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not getting up. So. Well, talking about watching movies, man, let's get into some housekeeping. Ooh. Boy, what have you? So, uh, tell me about the new stuff of the week, dude. Man, so uh, it's all Suicide Squad. Uh, okay, here's a lot of mixed reviews. Spoiler alert! Just we're not going to spoil anything because I haven't watched it. But if you don't want to hear a review, wait. Okay, and I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. So without I, spoiling, how do you feel? I, it was the best DCEU movie that has been made so far. It's literally down the middle. I hear people being like, "This fucking sucked," and then people saying, "This was great." I know how bad the first one sucked. So yeah. I'm really excited about this one, and I don't have a lot of high expectations. So, so I think visually, it's gonna sell it to me either so way. So here's my thing, um, just for everyone to be clarified here: the DC EU started with Man of Steel and everything on. Okay. I have not like when Man of Steel came out. I was like, that was good. The I'm more not I a watch Superman Man of Steel, fan at all, but when I watched Man of Steel, I was like, now this is the only movie that's ever like I'm into Superman. Yeah. Um, see, that was the first Superman movie I enjoyed. But, like, the more I watch it, the more I'm just kind of like, ugh, why do I have to sit through this every time? Yeah. But, man, we rewatched Batman vs. Superman before Zack Snyder's Justice League came out. Yeah. I don't ever want to fucking do that again. 
And no? it's like Justice League was fine, but it's four hours that I do. I'm not watching that ever. Again, I, I wasn't a fan. Like I, like it was fine. The last, I, it was a lot. The last ten the minutes, the whole Nightmare Batman thing with the Joker, that was yep. the only thing worth watching. Oh, dude, if they would give us that movie, All right? Oh, let's go. An so apocalyptic awesome. Batman. Um, That'd be great. But that last ten minutes, that last ten minutes was the only thing worth watching it for. Oh, see, and I, I enjoyed the movie. It was a lot better than the original version by far of the Suicide Squad or the no uh, of the. Oh, okay. Justice League, but uh, so well, this one, the, yeah, you're talking about Suicide this one Squad. though. It's like we're off the hills of the last DC movie that came out was Wonder Woman '84, yeah, and it was just a pile of dog shit, really. And so you're just like, okay, well, how much worse can it get? And then you're like, okay, it's James Gunn. Hopefully everything's fine. He brought so many people with him that you're like, okay, let's see how it goes. It starts you right out the gate. With, like, getting a team together, doing this, doing that, and then immediately just, boom, right into the shit. Yeah. And then it's like, three days earlier, and stuff like that, to where you're like, okay. It's throwing you in and out. And yeah, it's throwing you in and out okay. throughout a lot of the movie. Okay. And so you're like, this is awesome. Because it'll give you, like, a dude, there are so many points in that movie that, like, you're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't laugh. But well, it's James I, Gunn humor, I so you're like, oh, I gotta watch it. I'll watch it tonight, and I'll tell you how, it, how Dude, I, I I enjoyed it. That's For context, one of our buddies was here right as I got in here, and he asked me what I thought, and I was like, it's the best DC movie. That was old movie. Sloan from Baseball Banner. And he just straight up was like, you motherfucker. And yeah, I was like, what? It was like good. Like, I was like, holy shit. Like, That's what I'm saying. We have good. opposing opinions, because he was very vocal in the group chat for Baseball Banner about how... He did not like it at all. It was like oh, miserable plan, through the whole thing. I plan on watching it again tomorrow. I'm going to watch it so. tonight, and then I will kick in my two cents even on Baseball Banner. And uh, well, on next episode of Semi Social, I'll let you know what I oh, think. Oh, that's supposed because to say. Because I've been could, wanting to We can to do watch... like a small little Suicide Squad well, episode, too. Well, we can, so. but I've been – we can because we're trying to pump out more content for everyone. But I've been wanting to watch Birds of Prey, and I haven't fucking got to watch it yet. You Every should. time I plan to, like something happens with being like a dad or a husband where it's like it just doesn't work out. Yep. And I've been trying for three weeks to watch this fucking Like movie. I said, I – I, is Birds of Prey a bad movie? I can't tell you. All I know is I had fun. But I left that movie last night happy, laughing, and actually going, that's the best DC movie I've ever seen okay. since Dark Knight Well, Rises. I'll watch it, and we'll figure it out, man. So, I'll let you know. We'll talk about it. All right. So other than that, um, new Batman trailer. D- is it really? Yeah. Not a lot. Can we... Different about it, but... Not a lot about what? What do you mean? Different it, than what? They changed, like, there's one scene that's different in the trailer. In what trailer? There was a first trailer? You haven't seen the trailer for the Batman? Maybe I saw like a teaser, but there wasn't like a trailer. Oh, there was a full trailer like a year ago. Like exactly a year no, ago. there's no way. We'll, we'll watch, watch it after it. this. Okay. We'll watch it after right. this. Because I need to know. Holy shit. Okay. But yeah, um, but yeah, other than that, man, like it's been good. I watched Green Knight last week. Uh, How was that? Until I saw Suicide Squad, it was my movie of the year. It's then gotten, Suicide Squad took that spot. So. Okay, cool. That's good news because the Green Knight got a lot of good reviews too, and I want to watch it. it too. Is, Where'd you watch it? I watched it at AMC. Oh, and so, oh, and you didn't call me. Oh, sorry. We have buddy. a fucking. <laughs> we've done this. this is the second time, Cody. Oh, yeah. The second you know. time we've. The last episode we just talked about this. <laughs> you keep going to movies and you don't call me and we well, do I'll a call fucking you next movie. Time. Po- no, you won't. No, you won't. You say that and you won't. I'll make sure I do. Yeah, we'll see. We'll let you know. But no, it was, it was fun. It was a atmospheric, fantastic. Uh, Dave Patel killed it. Um,. Bro, it was just so good. Cool. Everything about I don't it even good. know what it's about, but the visuals look Sir Godwin cool. and the Green Knight. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll watch that. Yeah, but it was good. What are we talking today? 
Today we're talking about the wrestler, baby. Um, Mickey Rourke. Mickey fucking Rourke, who got real metal with this role. <laughs> Like super fucking. Metal I, w- with I this would role. say so, man. And this is um, what uh, this is two thousand two thousand eight two thousand eight. And uh, my my favorite thing is a uh, this is this is not your ready to rumble or anything like that. Like funny wrestling. It's not a movie. comedy by any fucking no. means. Um, this you said this is one of your favorite movies. I I love this movie, and you love wrestling, um, so I, I can see the connection. And so I think that's my thing. Is like to me, it gives you an insight to wrestling of like the behind the scenes stuff, yeah. uh, things that happen, things that can happen, things that can go wrong. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Um, we'll get, I'll get to more about it at the top of the review. Okay. But, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of a background, the storyline is this is a drama about an aging professional wrestler decades past his prime who now barely gets by working small wrestling shows and VFW halls and is a part-time grocery store employee. Um, as he faces health problems that may end his wrestling career for good, he attempts to come to terms with his life outside of the ring by working full-time at a grocery store, trying to reconcile with his daughter he abandoned in childhood, and forming a closer bond with a stripper he has romantic feelings for. Uh, he struggles with his new life and an offer of a high-profile rematch from his 1980s arch-nemesis, the Alatola, uh, which may be his ticket back to stardom. Um and that's so, the wrestler. That's that is the wrestler. Um, here's my thing for being a wrestling fan. Not everyone is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, I say that you with, mean like in the like in, in the, the sense of sense? like Hogan started in like it was like seventy eight, and dude, he didn't stop wrestling till two thousand and eleven. Holy shit. Like I think his final match was against Sting in 2011. Yeah. You're Impact. saying some everyone has and a so, fucking they have a deadline. Yeah, and like like like, like, like Tom Brady is he's he's, dude, he's 48. He's the oldest. He's and he's up there, he's but the he's fucking, killing it. He's yeah, the goat. exactly. And it's one of those things that he's the best. He's a Tom Brady going of off of ring standards. He is the best. Yeah, and so Hogan Flair. People like that who were wrestling. You're saying this, well this into Mickey Rourke character the 2000s. doesn't have the sustainability yeah, of he's, a Hulk Hogan. Why now? Why he was in storyline sense as big was he as one of those guys? The, okay, it's one of those things of but like in the 80s. Yeah, it's some. You got to think they don't really get into it too much um, in this of like well, the whole why in, the intro scene is like just the credits going and then yeah. it talking like it doing a montage of it was uh, whole career. announcements and then newspapers yeah, and all that. That's where my review but starts. But there's no there's no like prime time show of him in the 80s. It's just like announcements and like this yeah. whole collage well, of and pictures and stuff. Because it's like some of the stuff on the posters, like the, the venues are little like Easter eggs and stuff on the posters and stuff. It's like you didn't headline those venues in the 80s. As some mid card guy, you were the guy. You were you were leaving there with thousands of dollars, right? Exactly. And so, you know, your cast is Mickey Rourke, uh, Marissa Tomei, Ever Rachel Wood, uh, Mark uh, Margolis, Mar- which is hilarious because like he's only in the movie for a little bit. Yeah, just two but seconds. Like, he's at the top it, of the cast. Yeah, list. it's hilarious. This, this movie didn't have a lot of really like. 
Well, it's like and I, all four of those names right out the gate. It kind of like, one. God. Well, it one camera follows uh, Mickey Rourke's uh, Randy. Like it, it one yeah. camera follows him a lot. Like the montage of him at the like in the deli scene of him like oh, really dude. getting into it. That goes and on I, a bit long. Well, and I have that written down because of I think there's a reason to it. And there, I can and, see. Yeah. I'll tell you what I so, think about it too. But and there's a few other like really dope people like uh, like Judah Fredlander is in the movie. He plays one of the promoters. Super awesome, um, you know. And then there's a lot of really awesome indie stars with like Ajay Anade, uh, Dylan Keith Summers, who is also known as like the Necro Butcher. You know, Greg Bello. You also have people like R Truth. And so, dude, so many people in this movie, bro, like, that are just here and wonderful. So, uh, we're going to get into talking about the wrestler from the top to the end of the movie, uh, starting right now. Snack segment! Okay, what do you want? Cheerios. Cheerios, they don't got Cheerios. What else? Lasagna. Lasagna? What the hell's the matter with you? We'll take, uh, hotcakes and sausage. Ooh, boy. So what the what'd you have? So you take mm-hmm. some sugar free Cool Whip, right? Okay. And all you do is you you let it sit out for a little bit, let it get real soft. You take those ninety or seventy calorie low sugar birthday cake fiber one bars, and you crumble those up in it. You mix it up, you put it in the freezer, right? You come back in an hour, you eat that shit with a spoon. It's like ice cream. But it's birthday cake flavored, no sugar added, low fat whipped cream, and it's fantastic. Just dude. go get yourself some damn birthday cake Halo Top for the oh, love of man. Christ. Oh, I guess I could get the Halo Top, but <laughs> it's really good. The wife wanted to try it. She Hell saw yeah. it on. I, uh, I could try that. That'd she saw dope. it on online somewhere, and and we tried it, and it turned out to be really okay. good. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, and then also working towards the end of the movie, I did have to jump into some of that, uh, that smart pop has the flaming mm, hot. We can't eat Cheetos, the house but we right are now. eating the flaming hot popcorn. Oh, so yeah. that was, that was my snack, buddy. What about yourself? So I also have a bag of the flaming hot popcorn at the house. Uh, that was going to be the snack, but then I ended up watching the movie next door with my girlfriend and her roommate. And Your girlfriend uh, lives next door. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, for real. Like she's really? literally my next door you neighbor. You live in your house and she lives next door. Yeah. I thought you were joking. No. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Legit. I will literally just walk into their house like boom, boom. Um, I think that's why you guys are so happy. So, oh, dude, I'm, I'm just happy all the time, period, I think. Um, so we were going to do that, and I was like, no. So we ate dinner, and then, like, after that was over, so I had, like, a whiskey like just a glass of whiskey. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I think I, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy a glass of whiskey. For and the then, wrestler, you're going to be sitting Yeah, just sit there for the wrestler enjoying this glass of whiskey. And then um, I don't know what they're called, but Kinder makes them. They're and called they're, Uncrustables, dude. It's just PB&J with the crust <laughs> cut off, okay? <laughs> I wish. Uncrustables sound so good all the time. Uncrustables are fucking um, amazing. But no, they're like the little Kinder like the candy eggs. bars. that No, not the eggs. They're oh. like the... Like, Kinder Bueno, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just really nice, air, airy, crispy. Um, there's like we have a giant bag of them at the house, and so it's just like, or I say that Tom has a giant bag of them at the house, <laughs> and he throws them at us. Yeah. And so the movie was getting ready to start, so he just started throwing like little treats. Yeah, and he just started nice. throwing those, and I was like, you know what, this will be fine. So that's what I did. All right, cool, cool. Because I, I think that you brought I it up. You snacks. were snack lacking. I was snack lacking. I bought snacks to watch the movie the day before. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up going, I can't watch it tonight. If I watch it tonight, I'm not going to be able to go to 
sleep. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch it tomorrow. You're going to want to wrestle. You're but then I up. sat there watching YouTube and ate all my snacks that I bought for the snack segment. So, God damn. Yeah. Those were delicious, though. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, yeah. That was a snack lacking on my end again. No, nah, but you brought it in, man. This was a good week. Yeah. So, uh, at least I had something. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I'm proud of you because, like I said, last time, it, you know, like. You really were bringing some low-ass heat last time. Oh, bro. I promise I'm going to bring that heat next time. Even if it's just... So, first off, I can't do the Smart Pop Cheddar Caramel anymore. Okay. It has to be the Boom Chicka Pop Cheddar Caramel. Yeah? Really? Okay. I still haven't tried it. We bought all the Smart Food flavors the other day. Yeah. Just because they were on sale. Yeah. And we bought a bag of each. We cracked open. We were watching a horror movie, and she was immediately like, fuck yeah, Cheddar Caramel time. We cracked it open. Mm Mm-mm. We're like, whoa, this tastes artificial. Bought really? a bag of Boom Chicka Pop the next day, opened it up, we devoured it in fucking 10, 15 minutes. Okay, okay, I'll try I was it. like, sweet, damn it. I was like, now we got to go out of our way because the only place in town I can get that is fucking Five Below. So now really? i got to go to Five Below just to get my cheddar caramel. Okay, that's what I'm going to do on my off days then. So, go and get it, man. So, hopping into the wrestler. Um, we start at the top, just like we were talking about. Um, you know, he's the main event, baby. Randy the Ram uh, Robinson killing it he's on the top of the world got some of the biggest feuds he's the baby face in this story um the biggest like, sensation he's yeah. the hulk hogan yeah in this he reality. is he is like basically the hogan of this reality but because um, it never hogan. says any of those guys' names in yeah. this so you just assume that like he was like the guy like he's the baby face um you know it you're thinking everything's gonna be great and then boom VFWs, and uh, normally, like if you're green as hell, you know that's where you cut your teeth. That's where you go, man. You go to the VFW halls, you go to the bingo right. halls, you go to those places. You know, if you're an '80s megastar, like you're the the baby face, the '80s man. What are you doing in a VFW hall? Right, you're the Hulk Hogan in yeah, this reality. And now that's not to take away from anything. Like for people from the wrestling community that could be listening to this. I don't want to take anything away from people like the Rock and Roll Express, who they love doing that. Yeah, someone They'll from go, the someone from the renowned universe of wrestling is. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's it's one of those things of like I don't want to take anything away from them because it's like you know they go and do the little like studio NWA shows they love going and do, but then they'll go and do like an AEW thing and then they'll do weird shit with like talking shop, but like they'll be those guys that show up and they're like, we'll wrestle a guy in front of hundred people. Like, why? Because we love wrestling. They do it for the fans. And so, you know, and, and which granted, he does that. But it's, you know, like, but Ricky Morton ain't hurting for money. Right. And, like, stuff like that. Like, the, the Rock and Roll Express, they're taken care of, baby. Right. It's all good. Maybe not so much Randy the Ram Robinson. Um, you know, he cut into it. He's, you know, busting his ass, getting everything good to go. One of the first things we see is, you know, he gets handed this cut for the night, and he's like, what the fuck? It's like $200. Yeah, and he's just like, hey, man, I thought the door was going to be better. And it's like, you know, and he doesn't want to fight about it because like, it's, a, sorry. it's a promoter that he's apparently used to. Uh, he doesn't want to fight about it because he knows there's kids there that probably had twice as long of a match as he did that night for a hot dog and five bucks. And so he was probably like, right. I don't want to say shit, you know. And like, he takes well, his I mean, money. At, at, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. At what, He's done this so often, he probably gets low-cut all the time. Yeah. You know? And then, of course, but then, of course, the guy, hey, man, I need you for Legends weekend, dog. Don't forget. 
And so that's your first call in the movie of something that's going to happen. And it's so fucking degrading because you're like, I don't want to, but I have no choice. Yeah. And it's, it's man, it's one of those things, too, of like, you know, then you see it, he's he's sleeping in his fucking van because he's basically evicted from his house when he gets home because he hasn't paid his rent because he's using all of his money to most likely buy all of his steroids. Oh, yeah, and buy he's all spending of his drugs, it on his strippers. Strippers, and then he's using his wrestling money to provide for his rent, all this stuff. That way he can say, I'm a professional wrestler. Right. And it's like, man. And so, like, you think about it. He's got merchandise. It. He's going to, like, flea market or what are those? Like a, it's like a city commerce, small, not a Comic-Con, but like a meet and greet with, like, people famous oh, yeah, in yeah, the we'll, area. Yeah, we'll get to, we'll get yeah. to that one. So, uh, it's sad. So it's fucking sad. It's, man, it's one of those things that, like, you know, he starts sleeping. Like I said, he's sleeping in his van. He wakes up. The kids like all love him. The kids are like, banging the on the hero. thing. And he gets out all mad. Yeah. No, no, well, he's acting mad. He's exactly. Like, ah, and then you find out like so he's like, oh, he's playing with these. Yeah, kids. Yeah, he's like he loves these kids to death. Like these kids look up. They're to waking him up. And, Ram, wake up! And he doesn't like, you know. And in that situation, it's just like you don't want to be that guy, right? Like it's like yeah, your life's shit. But he's like he's taking his time to take care of these kids too, and of course, like you know, uh, you know, his boss thinks he's a joke of like. Oh, you what you got? Like you can't. I thought you like hugged men on the weekends, and it's like, uh, bro, like, do you want to like like that would be my thing, man. It's like if you're the baby face of the eighties, I'd be like, bitch, like you know who the fuck I am. I go to the right spot on the right day. I'd have a man kill you, <laughs> like done and done, right. dude. But obviously like, he wasn't that big. That guy didn't give a shit. Well, Unless he well, was just that, a natural asshole. Oh yeah, he's just an asshole. Period. Um. And you're like, fuck the boss in this movie. And there's people out there like him. And it's like, just fucking leave your job. Right. <laughs> fuck them. Um, no, so he's asking for the extra hours. He has the money. And, of course, well, you know, I've only got this or that or weekends. Well, can't do weekends. Uh-huh. So all this bullshit. You're so like, he has to do deli. Yeah, so, well, he doesn't take deli yet. That's later on. And so he's just like, okay. So he takes the extra time that he did have to, you know, load the trucks, do all that stuff, just to get an extra hour here or there. And then, you know, it cuts back to the next night, next show. And this is where it gets to the stuff I love about wrestling, the com- the camaraderie of the locker room. Um, I mean, if you go to a live wrestling show, dude, there's no better crowd in the world. Like, you can go to a concert, and there's people that are going to be bitching left and right. Half the crowd's there for... You know, this band, the fourth of the crowd's there for this band, so on. But at wrestling, everybody's there, there for professional wrestling, bro. Yeah, that's true. And so it's like I have friends that they've, like, they did training. They've been in locker rooms and everything. And, that's like, that's their favorite thing about shows. Like, even if it's only local, they're happy, man, because, like, those are the guys. Like, they're those are the boys. And so, uh, you know, it's like doing that, and then, like, you see him go over the match with the guy. Like, they're talking, you know, just a little bit here and there. They they want to work it in the ring. They don't want to talk it over too much. You know, he doesn't want to do that. And then it cuts to, like, the whole, like, oh, you working, like, you don't work the leg, man. That's so old. That's old. You know, work the head. And the guy, no, no, we're working the head. Oh, you guys are working the head. Okay, we'll work the leg then. Never mind. Screw it being old school. We'll it's, work the leg. It's, it's very odd. And, like, for me, not really being a part of this community, I understand more now. Because, like I said, I love it because you guys love it. You yeah. and all my other friends. Um I was I, I was subjected to it whenever I was a child through my cousin, yeah. Zach, and I didn't give a shit. 
I like it more now as an adult because you guys like it for all those same reasons, the theatrics and the show of it, and I've found interest in stuff like that. Yeah. It is insane to see. Like, it is such a theater. They're yeah. all talking. Oh, yeah, like, dude. as they go, you're just improvising stuff, and you're like, okay, you take it or I'll take it. And they work with each other, and they play off, yeah. and you're getting to see the behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's and really well, intriguing. And a lot of people, because, like, kayfabe kind of died in the early 2000s. But, like, a lot of people still try to give this movie shit for being like, oh, you're giving away secrets. It's like, bro, kayfabe's fucking dead. Like, to kids, it's not. Like, to someone that's my age or older, if you're still, like, like, I get blown away when something happens at a wrestling show and it shocks the fuck out of me. And I sit there going, yeah. holy fuck, they got me. Holy shit. Like, when I get. Because it doesn't when, happen often. Yeah, like, when I get kayfabe now, I'm like, holy fuck fucking shit that just happened but it's like man it's been dead for so long because like uh like behind the mat aired in 99 and fucking movie theaters across the nation and so it's like everyone knew everyone got Um, in on the secret but then you start getting you know he's cutting his razor blade so he can blade if he needs to and stuff which i had to tell my wife about i know because of you guys and like because a tony told me i think at one point and my wife's like what are they doing i was like it's called blading they put they like hit slip their scalps or blood runs down like in the front and that was fun yep. to be able Scalp to know or like that. forehead yeah. wherever you can really uh when just you're don't on the mat. <laughs> don't john cena blade job <laughs> that's the key thing here um you know so he's putting the blade under his wrist tape to get ready in case he needs to get some color, which means you need to draw some blood. Okay. The yeah. easy way. Hard way would be getting busted open. Uh like yeah. actually busted open. So Which is know, a, is also an acceptable form? Like you just try to get busted open. Uh like, normally you would not go hard way. Some people do. Uh like Orton and uh Lesnar at SummerSlam, I think it was twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um the the blood pack didn't go off and they fucked it up. And so, oh, so Orton just looked just at him and went, hard way me. And so, literally, Brock Lesnar just sat there raining elbows down on Randy Orton's head until he busted himself open. Oh, I saw that. So, yeah. And everyone talked about just the raining elbows. And you're like, you got this fucking 275-pound yeah, monster on top of you. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's and Orton was out for weeks, man. Like, two, three weeks because yeah. concussion protocol. God but damn. they wanted to throw a show, man. So, um... You know, now, like I said, they're already going over the match uh, with the match queuing, the blading, who's going to work the crowd. He's like, no, nah, man, just go with the cheap heat, meaning, like, you know, act the heel. You don't have to do anything special because uh, he asks if he can low blow him. He still does. It gets that extra crowd boo, and you can see Ram go, okay, kid knows what he's talking about. Okay, cool. He knows his crowd. Stuff like that, especially at VFW halls, you'll know your crowd. Right. If you're working that same venue all the time, you know those people. You know what's going to piss them off. Um, and so it's like, my favorite thing is he, you know, the promoter's going over the show. He's going over matches. He's like, and for the strap, it's Randy the Ram versus, I forgot guy's name. Where's the fucking strap, bro? The strap for what? Well, the strap would be the belt. And it's for the strap. Okay. I don't know these two. Neither one of them came out with a belt. Okay. Neither one of them left with a belt. I still don't know. What that so means. my thing was like, when pretend he was like, I know nothing. And that's where we. Start. Him just saying like this one's for the strap would be that it is for the belt. Okay. And so where's the strap? And there was no belt. There was no one. Not neither one of them. We saw them both come to the ring. See, you they would didn't be the have expert the belt. on catching these uh, these fuck ups, these continuity <laughs> fuck ups on this. Episode. And I was like, what is this bullshit? And this is the me, first time I've legit. noticed it. The first time I'm watching this movie, I've noticed it, and I went, wait a fucking second. Yeah. So, but um, and then we get the. You know, he sits down with him. He pays Ram. He's like, hey, I heard you're going to Legends weekend. He's like, yeah, 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 I'll be there. 
And uh, he's like, awesome, man. It's been 20 years, you know, right? 20 years to what? You versus Ali at the fucking garden, man. He's like, oh, man. It has been 20 years. Yeah. Which puts him probably at 55 years old. Which he realizes I can make some money off this. And that, well, he goes, I was thinking, it. you know, Ring of Honor is going to be through that weekend. Right. Let's do the rematch. You know, Ram, Aliyah, too. He's like, yeah, man, you know, you know, feels good, man. He's got his car shop out in Arizona. I've already called him. He said he's in. Yeah. Well, then sign me oh, up, brother. about the other guy. Yeah, he's like, yeah. sign me up, brother. And he's just like, all right, cool, man. And so now he's like, you know, this could be my ticket back. Probably not at 55. Right. Like, sorry, it doesn't happen too often. And it's like, especially like when he hasn't been showing any improvement, just doing the same stuff over and over. It's like, yeah, that's going to work for a Legends well, again, night. It's like, it, again, and, it's like football players. It's why you retire at, like, 38 or yeah. 40 at the latest because you're your so old. Like, you're playing an athletic sport. Dude. And being a wrestler, you're doing hardcore damage to your body all the Hulk, time. So there's no way you can sustain that Hulk for Kogan, a lifetime. Hulk Hogan was 6'7". Yeah. He's 6'4 now. What? Because he had to have, like, he went from 6'7 to 6'5". And he had to have surgery where they took a part of his spine out and, like, something else so he could walk right again and it not hurt. That's crazy. Because he's dropped. Dude, those guys are working five to six days a week. And in the words of Ric Flair, twice on Sundays. Yeah. Like, bro, like, back in the 70s and 80s, it was no joke. And Hogan's dropping that fucking leg drop every night. That's what I'm saying, man. It's, and it's, it's like, bro, it fused his spine yeah. to his These old wrestlers, hip. that's why, like, that's and it's, insane. Man. You should be retired out by then. Yeah. And it's... it's and, But he has you know, no look means at someone, of income. Look at someone like The Rock, who he worked at the Indies and the small time yeah. till what, 96? Or probably 94. And then, you know, he's in the E from the 90s till late 2000s. Movie career takes off completely. Yeah. He doesn't need the ring. Comes back, does a big match here and there, does an appearance, stuff like that. They're thinking about bringing him back for stuff like that. It's like someone like Dwayne Johnson can still go. Right. You're not going to put him in a 25-minute match. Right. You're going to put him in a 10-minute match against someone that you just want to see him go at it, be a cool little event, awesome, done. It's like Batista's retirement match. No holds bar match. Yeah. Him and Triple H. It's like, bro, I don't need to see two 55-year-old men going at it. But I was happy to because I wanted to see it. But it was one of those things that you're just like, sometimes things were probably better left the way they were. Yeah. And it's like, so you get to that, and then, you know, that's our ROH name drop. Like, Ring of Honor is coming to town. So, like you said, he's he's spinning it. He's got to make his way back to the big top. So, you know, we get more locker room goodness. You know, good job, Ram. Good job. Good job, everybody. Like Giving you everybody said, again, back to and, the camaraderie. Yeah. Of like, everybody really, like, in the ring, it seems very aggressive. But back behind the scenes, it's just an improv group. Yeah. And then you get to the strip club where he walks up. And, of course, the, the guy outside knows him. Just like, what up, Ram? And then him being like, hey, man. You think your boy can get me something, man? My back hurts. He's like, what you thinking, man? He's like, you know, just some perks, man, something like that. And he's like, yeah, man, come by the mansion later this week. I'll get y'all <laughs> which, set up. Which is like probably a crack house. Well, the, I, I figured the mansion meant his trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's still crack house. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's like, and so I put strip club where everybody knows your name because everyone was like, "What's up, Ram?" Right, he's like, there. Walking he's a regular in. man. And then, um, yeah, this is where we put uh, Marissa Tomei will always just be Chef's Kiss. It's just mwah, just Marissa Tomei is fucking beautiful. I've, se- I, she, I've seen her in so many other things, and this was the most recent movie I had ever seen her in. Like mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, one I wasn't exposed to, and I was like. This is a side of the movie that like yep. you don't see the side of her often. Mm-hmm. And if you see the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. And uh, so it was just like Chef's kiss. Yeah, bro. Uh and so of course she he gets a lap dance, all the good stuff. She he's telling her the scar stories, you know. Yeah, why he's the, all fucked. The big up. old war stories of everything. And then um after that we cut to the drug deal in the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of uh my favorite thing is uh and this guy is actually the guy that's playing him, I believe was a pro wrestler and he's a bodybuilder but uh my favorite thing is him just being like you know i got this 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 it's like that scene from sisters did you ever see sisters with tina fey and uh amy puller uh so john cena plays a drug dealer in the movie and he's yes, like yes yes he's I like, seen it. I he's like it. i got yeah. weed i got coke i got heroin and they bring I got him perk, they bring him I got to Adderall. the party and he just like stands around <laughs> yeah. Weird. yeah and so it's kind of like that where he's like you know what i got man i got the i got ghp i got this i got this 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 and he's like well let me get some of the i'm gonna need some of the juice and he's like you want chinese or you want this and he's like no, i want any of that chinese shit and he's like all right man i got you you know all of this all together nine hundred dollars i know you only got four hundred dollars ram i know you're good for it here you go buddy and like Gives him all the stuff, and he's like, "Also, I got a buddy that needs some perks. Can you?" Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, I got you, buddy. Don't worry about that." Nine hundred dollars for some fucking just for fucking and steroids shit. and shit, just so he can. That's insane. In his eyes, he keep doing his keep job, doing to make what more he's doing. Money. Yeah, and well, the steroids keep him going so that he can, yeah, perform yeah. these acts that that net him in more money. It's just a, it's just a resource fund. Yeah, and so it's just like, oh damn, but uh. You know, all that, but then he's like, hit me with it. Hit me. Are you trying to get big? He's like, I ain't going to be as big as you, Ram. And it's like, dude is twice his size already. What do you mean you ain't going to be as big as him? Right. You already engulfed this dude. <sighs> and then, of course, you get to the next big thing about wrestling. He got the tanning room. Yeah. So now he's going to the tanning bed. Of oh, course, I loved it. His whole, there. his whole, like, routine and regimen to keep himself fucking, like, getting his hair dyed, yep. going to the gym, going to the fucking tanning bed. Like, this dude has a whole fucking routine he has to do mm-hmm. every day just to keep the fucking measures about him. Yep. And so, dude, like that. And then we see him and what I it was the drug dealer, was it not, that was gimmick shopping with him? Yeah. Yeah. And so they're shopping for gimmicks. And he's, and, like, clamping the fucking uh, – the lid tops on the new table. Yeah. Props. And so, yeah, they're chopping for props. Gimmick shop. Sorry. But then we get our next promotion name drop with CZ fucking W. And you're like, oh shit. And so the first time I, I ever watched like this movie. That. I wasn't like that. What does that mean? So, so CZW was a company that came basically birthed out of the void that ECW left. Okay. And, and so. And canon? This is what this was, or this is real life. No, like the, the where he is in the like the death match in this movie. Uh-huh. That's a real company. Okay, CZW is legit a fucking okay. like you don't be squeamish and watch a CZW match. It's like going to a GCW show today what and being like, man, I don't like blood. Orange Cassidy does he do CZW stuff? I don't believe Cassidy ever did CZW, but 
I don't know. But there's people that do death matches that you would be like, they won't do a fucking death match. And then you see it happen, you're like, oh, shit. Um, but, yeah, so he's signed on now to go against uh, Necro Butcher, who is a legit deathmatch wrestler in this world. Uh, he is a wrestler that got into deathmatch wrestling when he was in his 30s. He loved it so much that he wanted to do it. Um, you know, when he looks at him and they're doing, they're going over the match before they go, and he goes, well, you know, I can do pretty much anything, sir. You can beat the hell out of me if you need to. You can stomp a hole in is me. Is this the guy Just that he, like, staples his head? Yeah. And fucking He's like, don't make me run. That like, dude was insane. Dude is a legit deathmatch wrestler that just does not give a fuck. Um, and so, you know, him being like, I can hit the ropes once, but don't make me go back and forth. I don't want to have to run a lot. And then, bro, you start seeing this 55, most likely, year old man. In a fucking deathmatch scenario, I'll give him 50. But it's like, bro, at 50, if We're I was a professional he wrestler. He was probably more than 50. Like, right now, in my life, if I was a professional wrestler, dude, I don't want to be in a deathmatch after 40. That is just. No, that's insane. I, that's blood still loss shit I don't want to have to deal with. And so, like, them doing the staples, the, you know. Throwing each other through the glass planes, the fucking you no. Know, nowadays it's light tubes, and yeah, which is fine. They shatter easy, like shatter easy. But then they take the spikes from the end and spike your face with them till it's done. If you're Nick Gage, you use a pizza cutter, stuff like that. Then you get the "you sick fuck, you sick fuck" oh, yeah. chant. Um, I have a lot of just wrestling shit when they're like cleaning him up and then going back oh, and forth between bro. like what's happening and then the the repercussions. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, use my leg. Use my leg. That is a shit that happens in wrestling more than you think. Like, someone being like, Using use amputee stuff. And, like, just doing stupid shit like that. Like, bro, it that'll make a crowd pop faster than anything. He does it. Yeah. It's hilarious. Match ends. They're in the back. You know, docs are gluing them up. Because there's no... This ain't a hospital, baby. You're not going to a hospital leaving a CZW show. Right. Like, you just made $2,000. What are you going to do, spend it at the hospital? No. You're going to glue yourself up. And they're pulling, like I said, stables and yep, glass, glass and all kind and of shit out everything. of everything. And then, of course, he pukes, and you're like, okay, maybe it's because he had a rough time. Well, no, not so much. Uh, Randy the Ram has fallen. Um, you know, almost dies. You know, pretty sure it was a heart attack. Yeah, I think it was. Because like he, he had to have bypass yeah. and... Um, he, you know, doctor tells him he needs to retire, and he goes, Doc, I'm a professional wrestler. And he goes, yeah, you don't need to do that anymore. Yeah, he says, it's all, it's all I have. Like, Yeah, and then him just like, it's all I've got. And it's yeah. like, man, it's not. Your life is worth a lot more than dying in between those fucking ropes, nah, bro. But I don't know, man. That's like, what else? Was, he was living in his fucking band. Well, what else was he doing? Well, my thing is, and I'm going to get to this in a little bit in the review, and it'll explain a lot more. Uh, so before that, just, or actually, I have it right now, like, he almost died, like, he, like, when he keeps, like, the doctor keeps calling him Robin. Yeah. And he's like, it's Randy. It's it's not because he doesn't like being called Robin. It's because he's living the fucking gimmick. He's yeah. Randy the Ram. He's not Robin well, anymore. Well, but, yeah, Robin is, like, uh, not, you know, it's like a Robin is a guy that lives in a trailer, right. works at a grocery store. Right. And doesn't have anything. Yeah, this is Randy the Randy Ram. Randy the Ram is a fucking sports famer. Am. He's a Hall of Famer. He's yeah. a fucking main eventer. You know. Well, then he goes and meets his daughter. Yeah. yeah. 
So you she know, don't want shit to do. Well, with my favorite thing is he pulls the towel off his rack in the next scene, and uh, there's tits behind it because yeah. he has the thing. And I was like, ha, he ripped the towel off, and there's boobs. Hilarious. That's like yeah. the most '80s fucking guy thing. Period. It was a good throwback. Um, yeah. but yeah, and then we get the old school NES segment where he's playing the old. He's trying to show the kids like, yeah, the Ram, the Ram, man, look at me, that's me. And then they're just like, you play Call of Duty Four? Call of Duty Four is kind of tight, bro. It's kind of cool. <laughs> playing as himself and then he goes to see the stripper yeah um and like i wrote down this time dude like writing down notes for the first time watching this movie opened my eyes a lot of like she's the only outside human being outside of the wrestling world other than the kids and his landlord yeah that he, that has, he has a connection with. to yeah he comes yeah. but like and, again it's just her like she's just seeing a customer. Yeah, he he's just doing her. Jo- she's doing her job, right. and he's just going to vent. But of course, he doesn't see it that way, and so it's one of those things that you're like, "Oh well, shit, bro, this is getting weird." But um, it's like, "Well, where's your daughter?" And then he's like, "Oh, um, I don't, I don't really know." Yeah, he didn't really have anything and, to do with her, you know. And then I wrote that down of like, "Dude, this is wrestling families in the '80s." Like, there were a lot of wrestlers that were like this in the 80s. Well, because you were on the road. It's like an actor, you know? Yeah, and it's... it's, You're either traveling with them or you're traveling without them and you're gone all the time. I feel wrestlers in the 80s lived the gimmick a lot more than current guys do. Right. Like, current guys know, I'm going to go the fuck home. Right. Fuck that extra $300. I'm going to go turn my car in go the fuck home. Right. See my kids, see my wife. Right. And, um... And so it's like, now we hit Legends Weekend before he goes to see his daughter. And holy shit, bro. Uh, so I wrote down, first off, uh, you got to push those gimmicks. He's, he's setting the gimmicks up so he can sell some shit. Boy, is it sad, though. Because, like, it is just the saddest of Legends Weekends. It's all the guys that are, like, movie super, super down on their luck, like, you know, in wheelchairs because of it, lost this, arms, this lost is a like leg. A, yeah, and he, he sees, now has. He's a, like, I'm he be thinks that. that he's like the guy still going, but underneath, he's the guy now with the giant scar where they just had to cut into his heart. Right, and uh, you know, he's setting up his gimmicks and he hasn't updated them because it's still VHS it's all tapes, VHS tapes, and yeah. like one color print shirts of that looks so oh awful. God. They're so and, old. It's you know, a box. Like, he has Polaroids since the '80s. He's selling Polaroids, dude. He doesn't even have headshots right like it doesn't have any eight by tens nothing and so like eight dollars for a polaroid yeah it's it, like it, fuck bro how it, are you he's eating? just so far behind the times yeah it's like it's like no one's gonna buy the vhs tapes unless it's an old person and like he looks around and I mean, even like, in 2008 it would have been it wouldn't have been blu-ray but it would have been full integration on DVD. dvds for sure yeah and you so, would have walked by him and like the fuck do I do with why a VHS? Is that guy got VHS? Well, yeah. see, you say that now in 2021. I walk by a wrestling table and they got a VHS. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I what did buy that? a Batman Returns and a fuck Gone yeah. in 60 Seconds VHS at a flea market yeah. for a dollar a piece because I was like, I just need these as dude. If I found wrestling pieces. tapes somewhere for like a buck, I bought them all. You would have to get them. Buy yeah. them all. Um, so, you know, the realization of he's getting old, it, it hits in, and like. Normal people would go, I can't do this. Right. Someone like Steve Borden, Sting. Is that who that is? Yeah. He leaves, you know, well, he's not in the movie, but I'm just using it as a comparison. In real life, yeah. He left, you know, he was sitting at his, like, he's 
Sting is like a really religious guy. Oh, really? And he sat. He was said he was sitting at church one day, and he was just like, "I hurt. Why am I doing this still?" And, but he didn't want to stop because you're at church, not and, at home resting. Yeah, and he was yeah, <laughs> but he was like, he said he sat there and he said he talked to his wife about it on the way home. Like this is an interview he had with somebody, and he said he looked at her and he goes, "Why?" And she goes, because it's what you know. And he goes, yeah, but I know standing up and talking to people. I know preaching. I know all this stuff. Why am I still doing this? And she goes, because you can't let it go. And he was like, huh. And so when he ended his WWE career, dude, he was just going around different churches, giving like seminars or going to comic conventions and signing pictures. Like he seemed like he was content to be done. But now he's back in AEW doing his thing as a manager. And you're like, bro, like. I kind of want to see him one more time. Oh, and is I that think what it's, he's doing now? And I think it's people like us, like me especially, that's like, I want to see someone get their, their one last push. Yeah. they put. I want to see them put the right guy over one more time. Yeah. I'm the asshole of why they got to wrestle into their fucking 60. Because you, you're, you want that nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, you hit that of, of, like, just what the fuck am I doing? I'm so old. Yeah. And so it goes back to, to the stripper and um, like, of, or by the push of the stripper, I should say, he goes to see his daughter. Yeah. And um, not a pretty sight. You know, she doesn't want to talk to him. Um, she hates him for not really being there for. Her. Um, and of course, he's like, I had a heart attack. Yeah. And so her first thing is like, You want you know, something from? Oh, me. you want you want me to you take want me to take of care of you? When in retrospect, Randy really just wants someone to talk to. And he well, just he wants, said it. He's lonely. Yeah, right? it's like I'm. He's lonely. He's a lonely old he washed up guy. Want to be alone anymore? Yeah. And it's like, damn. And then him being like, and then of course he goes to get a present for her. And the stripper's helping him, like you know, I'll do it. And then her being like, or him being like, she might be a lesbian. Does that help you? And she was like, no. <laughs> and like even in 2008, I was like, damn dog. In 2008, they got this shit right. What I did <laughs> like, love is how he asked. He's like, I like this jacket, and she's like, no, get her a peacoat. And they had that exchange, and she's like, no, just get her the peacoat. Yeah. And then so later on, when they meet up for that date, yeah, then he hands her the he hands her the coat, and it's the green one that he liked, and it, it's goofy, and she doesn't like it. And then so he hands and her the he's peacoat. He's like, I have your real one, and he gets the peacoat. He got them both, and I thought that was that was yeah. really endearing in the film. And I thought I, the callback to it, I was like, he got both well, of them. That's sweet. It's her, it's him trying, man. He tried, and it's like I went through the same thing with my he dad. Fucked up. We saw from his perspective how he fucked yeah. up, but she all she saw was my dad did it again. Yeah. Well, it's like, and I went through the same thing with my dad. Like, yeah. when he went to a nursing home is when he really started to be like, shit, I should probably actually talk to people and be yeah. nice to people. And so it's like, that's how me and my dad bonded finally. It was like, yeah, it took years. But it was one of those things of like, okay. And so it's like, you know, he's just trying to find the best way to be like, okay, how can I get her to at least fucking talk to me? Right. What can I do? And, of course, you know, takes her on the pier of, like, oh, remember when this used to be over there, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, uh, she's, she does hood rat shit, breaks that fucking lock off that door, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. As you should. And it's like, is this a fucking ballroom? They go in that big ballroom. As it says ballroom on the door. Right. And she's like, I think this used to be a ballroom. It's like, well, if you would have read the doors to the fucking kicking it down. They dance. Um, she compliments on him on being able to, to lead. To lead. And, um. 
you know, him just having a really good time with his daughter. Right. And then takes her home. Well, they plan and another like, day. Can we, can I take you to dinner? Yeah. Like, you know what? Yeah, Saturday works better for me. Saturday it is. All right. You're starting to feel for this guy. You're like, all right. Now yeah, like, you're like, like man, he, the Rams. He's getting he's a getting relationship together, with his daughter. Man. He's all good. And, you know, we got to go. And um, I put, man, you got to make sure when you're a wrestler that you're investing and saving. Yeah. Don't end up like the Ram, man. No, he's and, fucking penny to penny. And so, um, you know, gives the stripper the action figure. We're going, we're backtracking just slightly. Like <laughs> oh yeah. Gives her the action figure, and she goes to get a drink with him. You know, kisses her. I don't, I don't do this with clients at the bar. Yeah, yeah. at the bar. And so she leaves, and he's just, he's happy because he's like, okay, yeah, she stayed I, well, for a, a bit. There's a shot. Yeah, yeah. It was like she, she stayed didn't for pull a bit. away. She wasn't repulsed. And, and then he goes to work. And this is the scene that you were talking about. And I thought it was brilliant as he's putting his hairnet on to work the deli counter for the first time. And they pipe in that crowd noise. Yeah. And it's like just, he's it, walking like out. Like he's walking yeah, out and to he's fucking have the, the match stage. of his life. And then he just That's sits there. the one thing I knew about him like in the movie is like I know he's a performer. He's an artist because he's going to pitch himself yeah. at this uh, his butchering job. Like, uh, you know, this uh, – Grocery deli job. Yeah, he's going to put in the same amount of heart and charisma yeah. as he does for his wrestling. And you can hear when he's like gearing up, walking out, and they've got the 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 crowd cheering, and he walks through the fucking dude uh, when, doorway. Hey, when the crowd stops, yeah, and you hear the yeah. of like the flaps, and then he walks to the deli. And he's like, "How's it going, everybody?" It's and really so like that, you're like, "Holy hell!" I like, like it. that was so good, and I thought it was well shot. It was fucking amazing. And then, um, you know, he's he's feeling good, man. The you know he's got the ups and downs of work, you know, and he's bored, but he's but he alive. gets into a rhythm, like and he starts enjoying the yeah, little piece, the showmanship of it. Yeah, he's happy, and he's, he's putting on he's a show, cracking jokes with the customers, he's, yeah, calling him honey he's and sugar. Like, How's it going, sweetheart? What can I get for right. you? Stuff like that. Like, man, like he's just having a good time, and so he's like, man, you know, I could get used to this, just working, yeah, being with my daughter. I'm canceling everything, man. I'm retiring. I'm done. So he calls every promoter to beg. I'm retiring. And it's like, but the match is in like three like a month. Man, I'm done, brother. I'm sorry. I'm hanging the boots up. Okay. Well, you know, the present. Then we get, that gets back to the date of like, he hands her the presents. They go on the stuff, do everything. You're yeah. caught up now. So, um, and I also put nothing, uh, says tra- uh, bonding, like trespassing. Uh, that's also also put down <laughs> where they go into the ballroom. Then he doesn't know what to do on a Friday night. Yeah, and so he's like, "Well, shit, what do I? I'm retired. What do I do?" So he goes to a show, and the promoter's like, "Oh shit, Ram, what are you doing? I thought you were retired. I am. I just wanted to come watch a show. Well, come the fuck on." And the promoter's walking him through. They he watches a show and he hears that person's back hit the mat for the first time. Yeah, and he's like. And you see it change on his face of, and uh, then going in the back, uh, we get our truth is now in the in the movie, uh, the man himself, uh, and he's like sitting there talking to him, and he's just like they're hanging out, and he's like, you gonna go out for a beer? You buying? You know what? I'll buy. You come on, I'll buy beers. I'll yeah. buy beer. And he's like, okay. So of course, you know, he went to the show to feel something. Now he's going uh, to feel something. Yeah. Uh, starts having shots. Starts doing blow. 
the girl's like, my brother had your poster on the wall growing up. And then, of oh, course. Oh, the girl that he fucks Yeah, in the starts fucking her in the bathroom. Like, this is where he fucks it up. Yeah, yeah, okay. And this is where, you know, the Ram fucks up his life, yep. bro. He Wakes up in. in a psychotic firefighter woman's bed. bed. Yeah. Um, she had firefighter shit all yeah, over the all house. The place. Yeah. Um, he just leaves, gets gone, and you're like, okay, like, this is. All right, well, I'm good. In the but meantime, his daughter has been asleep. waiting that night. Well, not oh, that he goes night. Home. It's the yeah. next night. He goes home because he crashes and falls asleep. And because of all the blow, all the beer, yeah. his age, he sleeps through it. Sleeps for hours. And now she's left and looking like an idiot there by waiting. Herself. And you know he forgets the date. And I put drugs are bad, kids. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I tried to show that to my kid, and it did not translate. Like. The drugs are bad, okay, is so it's, lost on her generation, she has yeah. no clue. Dude, it's that's it is it's our funny. generation yeah. thing. Yeah. Um but you know, he gets there, does it my favorite thing about it is like he does just kinda walk in after a minute and then it's like, Who the fuck let you in here? Yeah. <laughs> and uh her being like, I can do this and then like you know, like she is spilling her fucking heart of like, you know, I've lived this long without you. I don't need you. And he's holding her as she cries, but, like, he doesn't really know what's about to come out of her mouth. Well, because the girlfriend gets up and leaves. Just leaves. And, you know, he's, like, wiping her face and, like, you know, just, like, stroking her hair. And I don't don't ever want to see you again. Yeah, and, bro, it just... It cuts even it's a fucking movie, bro, and it hurt that bad to hear. Well, so now you're down this far. Like, he's the stripper, he's... She shoved him off. Yeah. Because he got too aggressive. And, and he now, was like, he's like, oh, I'm a fucking customer then. And he gets real oh, shitty at the, God, at the yeah. strip club. And he's I, like. We've, I've left that off. He's thing. like, give yeah, me a going fucking back to lap the club dance. And... Give me a lap dance. And he's like being real aggressive. So then they. like oh, she, bro, it's bad. Now that happened. Now his daughter doesn't want shit to yep. do with him. So what's he do? He calls the promoter and he's like, hey, it's back on. Yeah. Like, dude, just straight up like. Um, the fight with. uh but well, before that, it goes to potato salad lady. Oh yeah, dude! I would lose my fucking mind. And that's I, I want a half pound of potato salad. All right, a little Get less, that. a little less, a little more. more. And then a little less. I'd have threw it and been like, "You fucking do it!" Oh uh, yeah, are you and fucking then the whole kidding on, me, lady? I know you, man. How do I know you? And then eventually, you're Randy the Ram. Yeah, and him just like he can't do it. He freaks because out. he's already kind of turned himself into Robin. Yeah. And now he's hearing Ram, Ram, Ram. Shoves his fucking thumb into the grinder. And, the, and then my favorite thing is no one else saw him throw his hand into the grinder. Yeah. Only he did. Yeah. And the boss being like, Randy, what the fuck are you doing? You're getting blood everywhere. Get the fuck out of Get it cleaned up and get back to work. Dude, it is protocol. OSHA's going to make you call that hospital, homie. Right. What fuck you doing? So he goes in the parking lot, and then my favorite thing is he starts talking to himself, going, Robin, 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 Robin. And he just goes, who the fuck is Robin? I'm Randy. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, no. And it's like he's gone full gimmick. Yeah. Like, just straight up. He's given in to the character. Yeah. Like, there's no Robin anymore. Everything that was Robin is dead. Yeah. And so... I put the gimmick has taken over. And then the other guy, how'd you find me? Uh, well, or, you know, he calls the promoter, like you said. We're back on. Awesome, I'll get it promoted. 
Like, good to go. My favorite thing is somehow he canceled an ROH match and called them back two weeks later, and they were just like, fuck it, we'll still do it. Like, they wouldn't have already found a replacement main event. Right. Um, But, yeah, and then the stripper finds him as he's, you know, gearing up and leaving for the big weekend. Yep. Because there's going to be signings, the big main event, all this stuff. And, well, how'd you find me? Well, Big Chris. Um, yeah, and then I put, did Big Chris ever get his perks or his oxy that he wanted? Because we didn't know. We didn't <laughs> right. see him. Well, we're um, to assume. We're to assume that Randy's a good guy, and then he yeah. follows up on his work. Yeah. And so um, he takes the hearing aid out as he's – he hands her the flyer. He walks into the event center, takes his hearing aid out. Uh, you know, now we're into an ROH pay-per-view style stage uh, with Allah or Alaya, yeah. um, which is what he – I think he called him Tim. Yeah. Earlier in the movie, and he's like, Tim, how are you? And he's like, yeah. And, like, they're talking, and then just, you want to go over it? Go over what? The match. What do you mean go over the match? Man, I'm the heel. You're the face. That's it, baby. Done and done. Do the yeah. same shit from before. Yeah. He then, he's like, we'll just play it by ear. We don't want to go over and it. And that's the thing is, you know, he's he's being that guy. He hasn't been there for years. He's, you know, talking it up because he's got the big-time car money now. This is where it shifts. You saw Robin become randy completely you see Casty become pam yeah and that i think is like the biggest thing of this movie is like you saw a man get taken over by his gimmick and it's eating him alive and it's gonna kill him you saw another person that was taken over by her gimmick and, and she throws it discover the fuck out. themselves yeah and she was like fuck no yeah and so when he's yelling Casty, she doesn't answer and he goes pam and she goes, Pam, thank God. Yeah. And then it still walks out the door. And so it's like, holy shit. And then, you know, him looking at her and going, the real world doesn't give a shit about me. Yeah. And it's like, man. And it's her just being, I'm here. I'm, I'm really fucking here. And, like, he just... Which he's not gonna not go out there. Well, he has to now. Yeah, it's like it's that's my thing. She well, expected him just point, to not walk well, out. It's point, like he's gonna have to. At this point, his his what he thought was girlfriend had broken up with him in a big bad way, and then his daughter has now rejected him. He's yeah. got nothing. He's like, this is who I am, or no one. Yeah, and so he's got no choice but to go out there and give these people who the only people who have given him anything his whole life, his fans, he has to go give them what yeah. they want. And, you know, before the match starts, he gives the big speech, and it's just fucking sad. It's so sad. And it's, my thing, it's like, I wrote it down, it's like, he lives his life that Robin is a fucking loser, but the Ram is forever. Right. And it's like, shit, man. And then both of them, then it gets to the last perfect part of this movie, of them calling it in the ring. A pure fucking old school style of... This was a pure heel versus face match shown to you in cinematic form. You take it. No, you and, take it. Yeah, and then, like, the, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. Just all the chants. And then, you know, Tim starts to see why he wanted to go over the match. Yeah. Of, you know, he, you know, he had a heart attack. It's not a secret. He told them that it, no, nothing ever happened. They're not stupid. The promoter went to the hospital. He told every other promoter. Yeah. Like, you know, Randy had a heart attack. Um, and so he's like, oh shit, like, you know, it's like, Ram, you okay? And like him asking them and then putting them in the headlock, like, Ram, are you okay? And like doing everything and then like them still doing everything, him trying to hit his, uh, opponent's finisher on him, all this stuff. And then, you know, it happens again 
when they're on the outside and he goes, let's take it home. Yeah. And take it home is wrestling for let's end it. This is the end of the match. Let's go home. And so he says, let's go home. And, you know, Randy doesn't want to go out the easy way with just the small super kick and pin. He wants to hit the Ram jam for the crowd. And, but he's really struggling through this whole match. He's like, you could see that heart's getting to him. But and then him, when he says let's take it home, yeah, and he doesn't want to pin him, and he goes, man, we gave him enough. Yeah, he just keeps and going. And it's Randy doesn't want to stop, and I put one last jump, and that's where we leave our hero. Um, is does that's I think it leaves open enough to where you know did he die in the ring? Did he die backstage? Is it is Randy fine, but, like, no one's going to let him wrestle again? Like, what happened? I think jumping off the off the top rope like he did, and with the Ram Jam being the, like, front-facing abdominal move that it is, yeah. I think he landed right on his chest. And Probably. I think that fucking ruptured his heart. I think he died right there. That Might was how been. I ended the movie. Damn. But I wrote at the end with it, like, you know, weekend warriors are needed. But you need to listen to your doctor, listen to your body, don't listen to your fucking brain when it tells you, keep fucking going. Right. No. If you can't do it, man, you can't fucking do it. Like, no, Nick Gage almost died in the middle of a fucking ring, got carried to a backstage area, and told the doctor, fuck you, I'm going back out there. And she literally forced him onto the ground and went, you go out, you walk, you die. Literally. And then he died 10 seconds later in a fucking helicopter, and they had to bring him back to life. Yeah. It's like, wrestling's not a fucking joke. Like, well, you're putting your body on the line. You're doing crazy-ass shit. It is crazy. And it's, it's, it's insane. Everyone's always like, oh, man, fake as fuck. It's not fake. It's scripted. Well, it is scripted, but there are a lot of real actions in it. You yeah. Know, and all, all it's the like, you got to be so. an athlete. Like, that's hardwood, man. That ain't trampoline. Right. Exactly. <laughs> There's no trampoline about it. Well, with that being said, man, after the wrap-up of The Wrestler, that was a good review segment. Yeah. How real is it to you? I give it a four. You gave it a four? A four. Okay, pitch me a little bit. Why a four? I, I thought I, you would have given it a five, but I'm, so I like it. I I love this movie, and I think, like I said, it's because of the, the part of professional wrestling it shows to you. Um... It was good. The behind the scenes, um, like the actuality. Yeah. Uh, it was good. I could have used more like daddy-daughter scenes. Um, you were supposed to care about her after two scenes and then not give a shit. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Like you hate having to hear her tell him, you know, I don't ever want to fucking see you again. But it's at the same time you're like, oh, I don't really care. Well, go <laughs> with me on this. Okay. What if you took her out of the movie altogether? Um, it makes it even sadder of a life. Because he never had any kids. He never did anything else. Um, I think it was pretty sad that he did have kids. And at the end, she didn't give a shit. And well, so and he should have been a better parent. You're right. Even, absolutely. He even when have. he, like, you, he didn't, it even says that he didn't make it through the 90s. Yeah. So he's been Indian it since the late 90s. It's like, you could have made time for her yeah. if she's 22 when she was 12. Right. He could have. And for 10 years of you working the indies, you could have been, you know, hanging out with your daughter. You know, yeah, you missed, God, probably nine years of her life. But, like, you know, you're home. 
daddy's home. He's going to come and see you every weekend. We're going to hang out. We're going to do stuff. You know, even if it's, or not even a weekend, like, even if it's a Monday, Tuesday night, you're going to do stuff with her. It's like, man, you would have had a relationship and she wouldn't have fucking hated you. Okay. But, but yeah. So, yeah. But no, and, and stuff like that, like, Marissa Tomei's character was needed because he needed somebody to lose and someone to give a shit about him. Um, I, like I said, the overarching story arc of him going full gimmick and her leaving her gimmick behind to have a better life and him going full gimmick so he thinks he can have one is a beautiful comparison. Um, I just don't think it's five. There's nothing about it that's a five. But yeah. uh, I, I said I love this movie. After watching it this time to talk about it, I won't watch it for three, four years. I probably won't watch it again, man. I give it a three out of five. Okay. And even three out of five is stretching and only because – I appreciated it a lot more after The Sense. It's one of these yeah. movies that it sat with me longer, and the more I thought about it, and, and even after going to work the next day and talking to Chops, our good buddy, about it, yeah, he was starting to reminisce his points, and I was like, okay, that was a good part, and that was a good part. But for the most part, after I mo- watched the movie originally, it was incredibly fucking sad. Down the yeah. whole time, you just never, there's never any redemption there's never for enough. this character. And whenever he no. starts to redeem himself in some small manner, like He's enjoying his down. day at the fucking deli, like working, it's something's like one step forward, two steps back. And yep. you never feel any progression from this character until at the end, this his daughter kicks in, who had the only role that she had was to come in and create more tension at the end when she didn't show up because she didn't care. Otherwise, she could have fucking not existed in the whole movie. They could have taken every part of that out, and it would have been the same movie. All it did was add more to the tension at the end where I was like, okay, he did this and he died. But although his girlfriend was there, the stripper, Pam, although she was there, she wasn't right there when he looked and his daughter wasn't there so as far as like in his head canon as far as he believed he was like i gotta do this for my fans because i'm not gonna live after this and there's nothing to live for so i might as well go out for them because no one cares about me here and it's a sad fucking movie and what the worst part is is that shit happens to like washed up fucking entertainers all All the the time It was terribly fucking sad, and I only gave it a three because the plotting, the storytelling, all that shit, I feel like we say it every week, we always have like a pacing issue, but this really had a lot of filler. Like that whole deli scene and the daughter thing could have been cut out, the deli scene could have been cut down. There's a lot of following him around when it's no dialogue and you're just following this character, so I feel like they try to build it up a lot more to make a whole hour and a half out of it because they didn't have a big story to tell. And that's why I like... uh... Like you said, this happens in entertainers all the time. It happens in wrestling so fucking often. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. And it's it's one of those things that, like, I the way I look at it is I watched this after I saw something on Twitter that was Xavier Woods, uh, Austin Creed from Up, Up, Down, Down. Yeah. Um, Someone had an Up, Up, Down, Down title in the crowd, and they were on the front row. And after the match was over, when he saw that they were at commercial, he went up to him and he was like, man, like, thank you. And he goes, what? And he goes, thank you for buying that. You have a T-shirt on. You have the belt on your arm. Thank you. Yeah. Because I can't do this shit much longer. I'm not going to be doing this shit much longer. But it means everything to me that you're doing it. That way when my day comes, I meant something to somebody. And it's like I think that is what the Ram needed was to mean something to somebody. Yeah, it definitely so. is. And so, like I said, that's one of the reasons to where after looking back at it, I did appreciate it for different reasons. But it would if be, not being a fan at all. It was a bit of a a down Sad. watch. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it didn't have a lot of redeeming qualities. And there were very seldom times whenever – like, it, the wrestling scenes, the action portions of it, 
they were really good, but they were fucking hard to watch. But that's the realism of it, yeah. and I get that. So I appreciated that. So I give it a three out of five. Man. Hell yeah, I can see that. All right, that was the wrestler. Yeah. Well, ladies, gentlemen, all of our non-binary peoples, try to guess what our new 90 seconds is. Just give me 90 seconds. It's 1992, and each year, three brothers, one fast, one solid, and one with a bottomless pit to fill, visit their grandfather for the summer, who happens to be highly skilled in ninjutsu. For years, he has trained the boys in his techniques, but after an organized crime ring proves to be too much for the FBI, it's time for three ninja brothers to step in. Using their martial artistry, they team up to battle the crime ring and outwit some very persistent kidnappers. Do the boys have the skills to fight their way back home? Don't miss Disney's big summer blockbuster, action at its best. And hopefully, if you know what that is, you can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, or our Facebook and give us those answers. You know, shout out to Stephanie Nichols from the Cussing Mommies podcast because she actually sent in the uh, last episode for 90 seconds and got it right with it being Lion King. So, um, you know, everybody, you know, come on, hop in with us with these segments. We're here for it, baby. And you guys are listening. We see it. We see the numbers going up. So more people are following along. We're getting more recommendations, which means more people are tuning in. You're just staying quiet about it. You got anything to share? You want to talk about something? Just send a little, Hey, you know, you're on the socials. You're there. Let us know you're there. Let us know you're listening because we see you listening, but we want to see you listening. Do us a favor, and if you are listening on Apple Podcast, head on over and hand us a five-star review. Tell us what you love about the show. That way it helps our viewing numbers, gets that algorithm running, and gets us good to go. If you're listening on any other platform that allows you to leave reviews, please do. I am a Google Podcast guy. Unfortunately, you cannot leave reviews on there. And so I understand for all those people out there. But head over on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, anywhere. and Hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Let us know that you're here, you're a part of the family, and you want to keep hearing about these movies, baby. As far as movies go, uh, what are we doing next week? We had one in plan, right? We were going to bring somebody else in. So we are bringing someone in next week. So here's a new thing that we're doing, and I think we both agreed on it. So we are going to – we've been getting a few requests to do certain movies. So me and AJ talked about it this week, and we're like, well, why are we trying to sit here and think about a movie? People have already given us requests for movies because we wanted requests. Let's just knock these requests well, out. Well, that's the point of being semi-social. Yeah, baby. We're trying to start a club, and you guys are being interactive. You're requesting movies. So now we want to watch them with you, and we want to hear from you in studio on the episode. And so next week's episode, or next episode, I should say, we're trying, guys. We had some technical difficulties past few episodes, so you we kind of had a weird little upload schedule. We promise we're getting back on the track. Everything's going to be good. We promise. But next episode, Maddie is going to join us, good friend of the show, and she is going to talk about the movie she requested with the art of self-defense with Jesse Eisenberg. I haven't seen it. 
I've never seen it. Awesome. Okay, never so we're even, going in blind. I've never even heard about it, and I so, won't. So I knew about it. I won't watch a trailer. I would just watch the movie. Okay, and cool. I will be because I already blind. I know like a part premise of the movie, yeah. so like I'm kind of like excited. I'm gonna go in. Blind. Um, but yeah, like this is one that like I've been wanting to watch since it came out. Yeah, but it's just, it kind of was the back burner. Well, Maddie, so. we're gonna watch this one for you, and we're gonna have you in on the show to talk about it. And it's gonna be great. So until then, I made you, it through, buddy. Oh, you did, baby. Yeah, I was pretty drunk, but I made it through. <laughs> you were you you had a lot to drink today though absolutely but we've been podcasting for a while today that's true so you know what you can do is you can go over to facebook.com search up semi social movie club give us a follow comment on the post baby we're trying to get that engagement we want you to talk to us we want to know what you're here for head over to instagram and twitter at semi social mc Give us those follows over there. Like I said, hit us up in the DMs on both of those if you have any answers for 90 seconds or if you just want to request a movie. And also, if you do request a movie, put in there if you would like to join us for that episode as well because we would love to have you on and be semi-social with you. So, until next time, we hope you're well. We absolutely love you. We know times are crazy out there, but keep your head up. Everything is good. Tell somebody you love them. Until next time, I'm Cody. I'm AJ. And we're going to keep it semi-social. Later, guys. Keep watching movies. That was dope. I know, right? This production is brought to you by Vapor Valley Noise Cult.